If you ache for truth, goodness, and beauty, if you're hungry for a Christianity with substance and strength, if you long for a faith that's big and bold and biblical and all about Jesus Christ, if you're inspired by the idea of one church that has spanned 20 centuries, 24 time zones, and two hemispheres, enfolding every race, nation, and language, then you're considering Catholicism. Well, welcome back to the podcast. You know, the other day I released a snapshot episode called, Is Christianity Crazy? I also made a short video version of that and posted it to our YouTube channel. And oh man, oh man, did that get a response. So in the first 72 hours, dozens and dozens of atheists are taking me to task in the comments on YouTube saying, yes, Christianity is crazy and anyone who believes in it is crazy and you're crazy for even making this video and asking the question. Now, I'm used to it. When I worked in campus ministry, I dialogued and argued with atheists all the time. I I actually enjoy most of those conversations. And whenever I post anything on YouTube that explains and defends Christianity or Catholicism, the nasty, hostile commenters really go to town. Some of them are thoughtful and some of them are just nasty, but they really go to town whenever I posted that kind of stuff. And I, I only wish I had more time to devote to this ministry so I could respond to their comments and create follow-up videos answering their criticisms. But the point of that podcast episode and the video I posted to YouTube wasn't to prove Christianity is true to atheists, but instead to comfort Christians who sometimes wonder, in the face of all that criticism and hostility, are we crazy for believing in and following Christ? And you can listen to that last episode, the audio podcast, or you can go watch the video. And my answer is no, you're not crazy for following Christ and for having faith. But that brings me to this next question. Because if you're not crazy for being a Christian, can you realistically pull it off? Because the reality is, is that living out our faith, living the Christian life in the face of all of the struggles that this world and life in general throws at us, well, honestly, it can sometimes seem at least impractical or even impossible. So, is Christianity an impractical ideal? I mean, can anyone really live this way? Well, my first answer would be, Obviously, yes, because we can point to people who have lived the Christian life with spectacular success. Those are the saints. They modeled for us what following Christ really looks like. But how did they do that? How did they pull that off in the real world? And maybe more importantly, how would we go about it in the midst of our daily struggles to hold our lives together and Make a living. Well, let's think about five aspects of the Christian life. The first is this belief. Is it practical and even possible to believe Christian doctrines and moral teachings today? 
Because the world tells us, certainly the commentators on YouTube tell us, that we're crazy for it. And my answer would be, well, there's no reason that you can't. Christian doctrines might seem crazy to some, especially the commenters on YouTube, but as I explained in the last episode and in that last video, Christianity is no crazier than the belief systems of its critics. I mean, honestly, in a world that seems to have lost its mind in so many ways, Christianity might very well be the sanest belief system that you can choose. But, as I said in that video, belief often does come down to a choice. Still, billions of people have chosen to believe it. But believing can be hard, because doubts can smolder and our enemies, both human and supernatural, will throw gasoline on the fire of our doubt. Even for saints. Saint Mother Teresa of Calcutta wrote in her journal of sometimes struggling with doubts that God seemed far away and distant and hard to believe in sometimes. And if Mother Teresa could feel that, then that's certainly going to afflict, you know, ordinary people like us. But she stuck with it because faith requires fortitude. Belief is not impractical or impossible, but it is hard sometimes. The second thing I'd like to consider is the sacramental life. Is it practical to live a life anchored by and oriented around the sacraments? With all of the demands that life puts on us, all of the fast pace of the modern world, all of the distractions and noise in our world, can we really live our lives around the sacraments like we were medieval peasants going to our parish church? Well, yes. If you can listen to this episode, then you can be baptized and confirmed. There's nothing stopping you from attending Mass. You may or may not be able to take the Eucharist, depending on your life situation, but if not, that's correctable by you. Go see your priest, join the church, make a good confession. You can go to confession, and you can be anointed as you approach death. The church and its faithful priests, spread throughout the world, are ready to share the sacraments with you. But it can be hard. Going to Mass instead of brunch or the beach or driving to church and waiting in line after work to go to confession or or fixing whatever is keeping you from the Eucharist or, or joining the church in the first place by being baptized and confirmed and facing the disapproval of your friends and family, all of that, that all can be hard. It can. But you know, some of the saints were imprisoned or killed for their devotion to the sacraments. The sacramental life is not impractical or impossible, but it is hard sometimes. Third, what about Christian morality? Can anyone really practice Christian morality, especially sexual morality, in today's world? I mean, we're told that that's ridiculous, impossible. Nobody can live that way. Well, millions do live that way, and billions have lived that way, in far worse times and places than our own. You can choose not to worship pagan gods or not to blaspheme Christ. You can choose not to murder anyone or to honor your father and your mother, and you can choose not to have sex outside Christian marriage. And you can choose not to rob banks or to curse or covet your neighbor. I mean, all of those things are not impractical or impossible. But they can be very hard sometimes. 
Truthfully, many saints died for making moral choices in immoral times. We have the power to choose good instead of evil, but sometimes it's really hard to make that choice. The fourth thing I'd like to point out is what we might call the experiential dimension. Because Christianity is more than just beliefs and a checklist of do's and don'ts and duties. It's about having a relationship with Christ and experiencing the fruits of the Holy Spirit in your life. You know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. How do you make that happen in the real world? Well, you make your heart and life available to God and you, you follow the paths that billions of pilgrims have walked before you. Jesus promises that all who honestly seek him will find him. And those trails, well, they're well marked. And they're practical and possible. But you will face fatigue and worldly opposition and spiritual headwinds following those trails to Christ. And finally, Jesus told his followers to be his witnesses. Now, in a court of law, a witness testifies to what he or she knows or what he or she experienced. Now, not all Christians are called to be missionaries, but we are all called to answer honestly when asked who and what and why we believe and to try not to contradict it with how we live. That's being a witness to who God is and what he's done in our lives. Now, is that practical? Sure. Is it easy? No, it is not. Because here's a sobering fact. The New Testament Greek word for witness is martyr. You see, answering honestly can sometimes come at quite a high cost. So, in conclusion, I think you can see the pattern I'm getting at. Christianity is practical and it is possible, but it can be hard. And that raises maybe two final questions. First, why does it have to be so hard? I mean, if God wants us to follow him, why doesn't he just make it easy? And the second question is this, is it worth it? I mean, with such a potentially high cost in this life, is there a sufficient return on the investment to make it worth following the Christian life? Now, those are two very good questions, and they'll be the topics of the next two episodes in this series, the next two snapshots and videos. Now, I've also built a video for this episode, so go to our YouTube channel and check it out. And when you do, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Considering Catholicism YouTube channel, and like our videos. And maybe would you put some positive comments in the threads to counter some of the hostility there. And please leave a review for this podcast on Apple Podcasts or on the website consideringcatholicism.com because those reviews really help raise us in the search algorithm so that more people will, will see and hear the podcast. And also please visit our website consideringcatholicism.com. Check out everything there, including videos and other things. And, and would you consider supporting this ministry so that I can spend more time creating content to engage atheists and agnostics and those who are just curious about Christianity and Catholicism? And as always, you can write me with a comment or a question, consideringcatholicism at gmail.com. 
And several of you have lately, and I've got them in the queue, and I'm going to be recording some listener question episodes soon responding. So thanks for sending those questions and comments in. Please keep them coming. And blessings to all of you today and during this Advent. Thank you.